Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of all the villains that I go through in my just real quick in my thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think of many. Everybody just want to build it big and blow it up. Build build big thing, blow mm-hmm. blow stuff up. And- <laughs> Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Me, 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 me. How are you all feeling? It is a great day to be back with y'all after a two week hiatus. Wow. We are oh, yeah. thrilled to be yeah. back here with you all. Hell yeah. Uh, Roman lettuce already. Roman's already in the chat. He's already in the chat. Hey, He's already in it. Welcome everybody to Phil Black everybody. and White. Before we get started, you know what I mean. Before we do our casual intro, we want to let the listeners know mm-hmm. what's happening. Okay, this is Films in Black and White, and we it have is. a very interactive chat that you can also join by joining our Patreon family. You yes. can hop in the chat every Monday when we record. We record live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can join Roman Myers in the chat. You can be interactive with us um if you hear us just talking about roman meyer said this or somebody said that that is us looking at the chat so don't be confused for our um, only audio listeners out there we also have a visual journey for you too as well and welcome back yeah it is a great day to be with y'all we're so excited to be back we all have some report outs that we have to get to we have to say what we've been up to over these past two weeks uh we got to talk about the world and just what's changed if anything has changed i'm not sure if it has um but that's like that's 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 what we got everybody and i'm excited about it so but in order to do it well and in order to do it right, I am going to kick it on up to Brian Roush, a.k.a. Mr. Autumn. Brian, how you feeling, sir? Hey, folks. I'm feeling great to be back here. I'm also feeling absolutely what just reflective mm. and happy that we're in autumn. I, yeah. as a... As a hot tempered person, mm-hmm. this this is one of my favorite times of year because mm-hmm. I just spent yep. four months being hot all the time. <laughs> I was in my house yep. and I was hot. I was outside and I was hot. I I, I took a swim and that was okay, but then I was hot again. So like yeah. I was just all just the time constantly Can't run from it. hot. And Can't now now it's that time of year where you can just you you can go outside and you don't have to worry about that trickle of sweat going down your back. And I just the heat arrives the same. You know, and it just from it. fills me with Can't joy. Hide from it. <laughs> what did that bring you? <laughs> right back to me. <laughs> right back to the heat, everybody. Right back to me. We uh, sorry, we got on our Thanos. Yeah, bullshit. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, sorry, Brian, right. I am That's so right. ex- I too am excited for the cooler temperatures. I had to shut my like the faucets outside off because we were in oh. a freeze warning. So were you oh. really? <laughs> yeah. On oh, Friday, Saturday, right? Friday, yeah, Friday, Friday, we, Friday, Friday night. Yeah. We were in a freeze warning. So I get okay. it. I get it, Brian. Uh, it's just a dramatic switch. That's the yes. thing, right? It was like it was hot. Is oh Roman Myers says well, some would say you're that. always hot. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, shucks, okay. Roman. Always remember everybody. Oh, that are, not necessarily the Roman Myers, but for those that are listening, mm-hmm. flirting is not consent. Always keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Um, uh, anyway, it was just a dramatic switch. Like it turned on its head. Really it went was. from hot as shit one day to like literally the next day. It was like a cold breeze, and I was like, oh, I I might need a a jacket, but yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. 
chilly. Yeah, we went from asking questions of like, oh man, are the kids going to be too hot to, oh God, are they going to be warm enough? Like, yeah. just like in a matter yeah. of moments. Instantly. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm with you, bro. Yeah. 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 So well, it, it's good. I'm happy it's autumn. Half, like, it just it feels, it feels good. I'm yeah. so glad. My utility bill so will come down. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Because I can stop running the AC basically. Jeez. Oh my gosh. All the time. Yep. Uh, Marcus J. Destin, mm-hmm. aka Podcasting Blue Balls. Uh, how are you feeling, sir? Stopped up and ready to pod. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I feel good, man. It's, it's good to be back with the guys. It felt weird being off for two weeks, but also it felt good being off for two weeks, like trying yeah. to get into that state of mind of like not feeling bad for taking time off from the things that you love to oh. do, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it felt weird, but. I realize how much of a safe space this is. It's weird because we also, I was doing my best to take a break from the chat itself Mm -hmm. so that I was like, felt like I could, you know, step away completely so that when we came back, we came back full speed ahead. You know what I mean? Also kind of want to give the guys a break too, because it's like, you don't want to leave them hanging, but also if we are all trying to do different things, I don't want nobody to feel Mm -hmm. obligated to reply to my bullshit that I'm sitting in, in the chat. You know what I mean? No, but I, I also that. love hearing from y'all in the chat. So I was good either way. So yeah. just felt good. Ready to be back. We had a busy week. It was homecoming at the University of South Dakota. Um, Dakota Days. Go Dakota Yotes. Days has come and went. And we are on to the next thing. But I'm here ready to pod, y'all. Yeah. How was it? How was the last week? I know for you, you were on now the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Like being fully in it and immersed yeah. in it. How did it yeah. go for you? Also, Doug is alive and well, everybody. Um, the post that I made made Doug seem like he was dead. You know, it's the funniest. If you read the first sentence, it's so funny. Like, it's Doug Wagner was my advisor when I was a student. It was like, did fucking Doug die? Like, what happened? It wasn't until somebody pointed out, was like, somebody, hey, you was making me nervous with that first line that I read about Doug. And I was like, what does that mean? I read it. I was like, oh, Wait, shit. No, you used proper verb tense. I like, yes, I you did, did too. Because you did like it'd be different if you were like Doug will always be remembered as <laughs> like that's no yeah. no that that's no. leading up to See, something you different. Know, you know what it is, Brian. This is the new era of social media, and I okay. absolutely understand how I fucked up. It is because all sentimental posts start with the name and or memory of that's said true. person that good has point. passed, and not that's a good point. Hey, you have lived a good life. That's a, you say that for the uh, for the uh, obituary, and when you at the uh, at the funeral, Grandpa Dennis always made me feel like yes. I could say anything. Yes. When we yes. were riding in the truck. Yes. That's how that. Starts. That's how you know that you're starting here, <laughs> and it's going nothing but downhill is, from. Grab there. the tissues because it's yeah. gonna be a crier. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it was it was good. It was like now that I'm a week out, this was the first time I was fully immersed in it fully. Like, you know, when I started as a student, Doug was my advisor and my mentor at the same time. Oh, thanks, Roman Myers. I appreciate you. Roman said it looks like you killed it for the couple of days. Never a solo effort, always a team thing. So I never could do anything by myself. But um, it was a good time. I inherited this um, kind of unexpectedly. Uh, but it was it was a yep. good time to see my students just kind of thrive. Not kind of. They just thrived. It was cohesive. Everything that they planned, they absolutely executed to the highest level. It was a perfect week from beginning to end. And it wasn't necessarily like it didn't like fall on the shoulders of one thing in particular. Like Doug will know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our Dakota Days week typically falls on the shoulders of if the football team is doing good or bad. Now, our football for, team. Like for the vibe on campus. Right. If they're not sure. doing well. It's everything's a little bit muted. And yes. they yeah. 
are they were doing just fine. They came Sweet. off of an MDSU win going into this Saturday with a team that they were supposed to beat with Murray State. Luckily, they not only beat them, but blew them out. But before we even got to the game, the spirits were high for the students just in general. And so, you know, it was a really good time. It was a really good week. I'm very thankful, very appreciative uh, to be a part of that. And for those of you who are not deeply immersed in the status of Missouri Valley Football Conference, <laughs> NDSU has made it to the FBS championship game the last five years. So not, not only did we beat them, but we blew them out. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't, I mean, it was still a little close, but it was well, just, either way, a win's a win. And you went into their house on their homecoming, on their homecoming. and you put yeah, your wow. dick on the table and, yeah. and we're like, oh. what are we doing today? That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. That's what happened. So energies was high. I'm ready, but I'm also ready to get back to like more of my job type of things. Um, I yeah. realize I love programming. Yeah. Hey, Whoa, I love good. programming. I feel like I'm good at programming, but also I can't right. balance two things at once. But yeah. Doug Wagner with the crazy straw yeah. <laughs> coming out of what I assume is an old fashioned. Um, is oh, it an old Marcus, fashioned? This is a Mai Tai. Oh, and so wow. because Did you leave Hawaii? Shit. Did you ever leave? Are you mentally, still there? Actually? Mentally, no. Physically, yes. Uh, <laughs> Tell us so, about your trip, Doug. I would yeah, love just to. dive in. The electric so, boogaloo. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so Brittany and I on the 26th of September flew from Sioux Falls, South Dakota to the island of Kauai, which is one of the Hawaiian islands. Um, it is the oldest Hawaiian island. It's the most furthest west and the most furthest north. Uh, so, and we spent a week there, um, with Brittany's sister and her sister's husband. So my brother and sister-in-law nice. just kind of getting after it and exploring it and being without our children because spoiler alert, <laughs> they were here by themselves <laughs> with sharpened sticks. Yes. hoping They could kill something outside. Yes. Yes. No, I, no, I no joke. Food. Nope. Nothing. They've, we said, <laughs> if you can't make it, yeah. it's on you. Yeah. Um, Love no, it. In all honesty, that we had a great try. <laughs> Several cats. <laughs> there, we have a whole package of. We have a bo whole box of collars um, that we don't know who they belong to. Um, How much of these kids eat? I have different questions. <laughs> they eat a lot. Um, but no, in all honesty, we had a great tribe of people. Uh, Claire, a uh, family friend, watched the kids for a majority of time. My parents came down and watched them for a little while. So we had a great group of people who came and helped us out and allowed us to take it and really, truly could not have done it without them. So, um, But it was outstanding. So the weather was beautiful. It was like 85 and sunny the entirety of the time that we were there. Um, got to do some really cool stuff. Spent a lot of time out on the ocean, um, which was really, really cool. There was a seven-hour boat cruise and snorkel tour that we toured oh, that was beautiful. really, really cool and that we did. Um, and really, for me, I kind of learned something about myself through this trip, which is that I really enjoy planning vacations. Oh. Like, it's just, I enjoy... We, we like, knew that. I okay. enjoy like the organizing. I enjoy the like, where are we going to do? What are we going to have? What like, what's the plan? What's the itinerary? Okay. How can I get the best deal? Like, I know far more about going to Kauai than I should. And it's because I basically <laughs> like my OCD kicked in and I said like, oh, I'm taking a trip. I need to learn everything about yeah. this island. So I spent a lot of time learning a lot about it. So if you're ever, if anybody's listening and wants to take a trip, 
just give me a call. I'm happy to help you plan it because it was a lot of fun for me to do. Um, some highlights in addition to the snorkel cruise Dude, was I developed an affinity for my ties, which is exciting. Excellent. Uh, I'm happy for you. Y'all can't see this in the audio journey, so that's why you need to come watch <laughs> us live or watch us on YouTube. Yeah. Doug has a straw that is a mm -hmm. swirly, crazy straw and a little cup uh -huh. of Mai Tai that he is sipping from. Yes. Um, it's because the Mai Tais that they make there that they kind of showed us how to make is that mm -hmm. it's like juice and Mai Tai mix, and then they basically pour the rum on top of it so it like sips <laughs> separated. Excellent. And so I tried to take a sip of it without the straw, and I went, no. Like, it's just like <laughs> immediately no. Immediately no. Um, Good. And so we did like that. The professionals do. Just like, oh god, I can't do it. Yeah. So then I grabbed the only straw that was in our little straw container, which is Good. a crazy straw. I'm gonna have to watch this bitch before my kids drink out of it, or otherwise they are going to be in trouble. <laughs> like, is what's going to happen? Um, so Getting the kids fending for themselves, eating cats and drinking mai tais is just. I know. Like I was gonna say we run a pretty tight ship over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> they are so. Um, they are some beast. <laughs> but the big, so the only downside to this trip is, hmm. and when we get to like what we read, what we watched, what we did, is we flew Sioux Falls to Denver, Denver to Lahui, which is the airport okay. in the city that we flew to. It's a seven hour flight. Like, Ooh. and so there and a seven hour flight back. So I got to watch two movies on the way there. Excellent. And then I got to catch up on Ahsoka on the way, on the way back. Oh, um, that's exciting. All yes. you had to do was just watch Zack Snyder's Justice League twice. Would that would have done it. That would have done it. You, you it, was have not, done it was you not available in... <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian, Brian, like, I don't mean, do this. You could have done Brian, that. Do um, I got to watch everything, everywhere, all at once on the way there. Oh, bless. And that was a goddamn masterpiece. It's like that, y'all, that movie, Genuine Review, was fucking phenomenal. It, genuine, genuine Review. Genuine it's Review. It's very good. It's very good. Um... It's also very interesting, like watching it on a plane, because I mm. had to like turn around and be like, "Can they see the shit that I'm?" Like, oh yeah, oh, yes, they absolutely. Can. When she's when she's using the, the dildo nunchucks, I was like, "Oh well, that's fun. Can you see that?" <laughs> like, like so. There's anyway, two people on the planes when it comes to watching shit. There's people that just you know do look around and look over their shoulders. Then there's the other person who just gives no fucks and they are just, watching the most gruesome documentary movie yep. or whatever the hell it is like yep. somebody was watching cranked on the airplane one time oh my God. and it was the scene where he was like having sex with her yep. in the you know like right in the i know exactly the, what you're talking yeah, about i, was like, I mm -hmm. was like man i didn't even think they showed this kind of movie on the damn plane <laughs> the man in front of me watched oh. a majority of dune which I kind of peeked oh. over and I was like, oh, cool. I know that part. So he yeah. watched like a majority of Dune. And then he switched to this movie about two French women from the 1800s who like to paint each other. Like, and what? it was See, not like my that's... brain. was. I was like, wow. what are you doing over <laughs> me behind the seat? Like, what are you? What is going on here? Talk to me about your journey. Not me. How... Not me. Not me, y'all. Like, oh, did your life screen? arrive at this point? Yeah, right. Was this, was this on the screen before? Because his book, wife like, was sitting like right next to them, and I think they were watching it together. It must yeah. have been one of those like hoity-toity French movies that they're like, it's hoity art. Hoity. Like, um, I was like, I don't know that that art it's charges. Art. And we don't shave. We don't shave our armpits, and it's yeah, art. Ten. That's ten dollars a month art on some websites. <laughs> so like, let's just calm down. Um. <laughs> Let's keep going. Just keep right, going. So yeah, power through. Um, 
but anyway, outstanding trip. Um, it was really, really great. The it was five hours behind me timeline wise. Yeah. So like, I'm really glad we took a break from the chat because if y'all had texted me at like ten o'clock in the morning, that would have been five o'clock there, and so it just yeah. would have been all over the place. But, but but Doug, you needed to know how I felt about like whatever show I was watching. I love that all exact of that, moment. I love it. Because yeah. when you when you don't have time to respond to the chat, I appreciate it, Brian. And then Doug, <laughs> when he got back, like started sending more stuff, and, and then we eventually like started sending each other more stuff, like we usually do. Yeah, it's I always appreciate it because when I do have time to like sit down or lay down before whatever happens, like then I'm like, okay, let me go back through the chat and actually read through what I missed. You know what yeah. I mean? So I did appreciate Brian giving us like a update on whatever the fuck he was watching at the time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um. So yeah, so anyway, great trip, had a lot of fun, got some sunburn, enjoyed the beach, enjoyed the water, Good. but it was a great trip. Ate some outstanding food. I had Ooh. like fresh fish that was caught that like morning Amazing. for dinner and it was Amazing. simply incredible. So Tastes different than uh, the tilapia at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. It's just a smidgen. Um, so I'm excited. We're we were already talking about like you know at what age could we bring our kids? Because that's the other mm. thing. Oh right? yeah, that that kind of did get me thinking. Is that when they're not there all the time? All jokes aside, like when they're not there all the time. Oh, you do start to like you do miss them. Like I absolutely yeah. missed seeing them. Oh yeah, but you also start to think about like a oh, that would be something Harrison would enjoy or yeah, right. that would be something Harper would like to do. And so you start thinking like you're able to actually take a moment and process and think instead of like, a, oh, you're hungry. Here's a snack. Like it's <laughs> like you just like you can process and move through it a little bit more, and be a that. little bit more intentional, yeah. which I really liked. So well, and it was a good trip. And I feel like when when you're I don't know, at least in my parenting journey, it's always been like you're trying to get these kids down to bed and you just want to lay on this plane and just like sit down and then like mm -hmm. 20 minutes, not even like a trip for me, but like 20 minutes. You're like, oh, I'm going to look at some pictures of them. Mm -hmm. I saw them 20 minutes ago. I they wouldn't go mm -hmm. to bed. I was super frustrated about it. But then here I am on my phone like, well, these kids are cute. So like I yeah. get it. Like yeah. you just can't turn your brain off like that. Yeah. Was I totally get it, Doug. Yeah. What was the adjustment when you got back, you know, for the kids? Like, obviously, that's a, you know, kids strands of time maybe is a little bit different <laughs> than our strands of time. Right. No, that's so, a like, great question. They see yeah. you and then what they did. They did really well. So we tried to FaceTime them every so often, maybe not every day, but like every sure. so often when we could, we tried to. Um, and for the most part, for at least the first five days, we didn't get a lot of like, where are you? Where, when are you coming home? Mm. Maybe one or two of like, are you coming home soon? But it was, yeah. it wasn't like a ever something that too, because here's the risk when you travel without them it devolves into tears and it's right. a, oh, I didn't mean to make you upset, like type of deal. Um, so when we, we landed in Sioux Falls at 1215 on Wednesday last week. And so we drove down and we actually just picked them up from school. So we didn't send them to daycare. So just when the school day was over, we just picked them gotcha. up and they were elated, like reunion scene Good. type of setup of like running and big hugs. And so <laughs> they were very, very excited. Harrison also gave us very specific homework for when we were there. Um, there the homework like was what? this. So he has long, this is a long story. I'm going to try and shorten. So someone okay. for Christmas gave him like a learning globe where you touch a stylus to the part of the globe and it'll tell oh, you the, the capital of That's the country why. or the yes. flag or the animal from that area. 
Well, one day he puts the like the stylus on Hawaii and it starts talking about this like endangered Hawaiian monk seal that there's only like a thousand of them left oh. or whatever. And so Harrison says like, dad, mom, you have to take a picture of this. I need to see it. Wow. And on the first day, like our first morning, the four of us were up at like 530 because we thought it was 10 o'clock. So we grabbed our coffee and we walked down to the beach. And what do we see coming up out of the water and onto the sand? You're a Hawaiian me. monk no seal way. that we were able to take a picture of and like then show him when we got back. And mind for him just blown. That's incredible. That makes That's my incredible. Heart happy. Yeah. That's so wonderful. he was just he. We were able. It was just. It was just perfect. Like it just went really, really Damn. well. So oh. yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. So. Um, gentlemen, anything hey, that great you catching all... up with y'all. Yeah, it was great. Let's sign it off. Yes, Roman, there are only 1,570 Hawaiian monk seals left. They are oh, critically wow. endangered. Yes. Wow. And that one popped up right, right wow. when you needed it the most. Huh? It just showed right up. Yep. Like and Milnor. the thing is, is that like they have super strict rules <laughs> about... <laughs> They have super strict <laughs> rules about seals and sea turtles. So you can't get within 15 feet of a sea turtle. No, oh, 10 feet of a oh. sea turtle and 15 feet of a of a seal. So when this thing's like like doing its like like wobble ooh, ooh. up onto uh, yeah. on onto yeah, the yeah. beach, yeah. you have to like back up like really really quick cuz you don't know where this fucker's going to go. Excuse me. Like, I'm sorry. Up, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then like like sea turtles, they will just at like eight o'clock no at like six o'clock they start like throwing themselves up on the beach oh, and if you don't God. see it you're like oh shit i gotta get out of the way so like one of the nights restraining order right you make, you make it sound like the turtles are going to a rescue which yeah. is like whoa, 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 hey i didn't do nothing i didn't do nothing i didn't do nothing put your hands like, in the air yeah, like, it oh, sprinkled some crack on me and been like yeah get him like that's how it works um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna have to go to turtle jail. I'm gonna have to go to turtle jail because oh, turtle something awful. i didn't yeah, do terrible. um yeah but on like i think it was like either like friday <laughs> night or saturday hell, night hell in the shale sale <laughs> <laughs> well done i'm just proud uh, of you. i'm proud of you that yeah. was good no that, that was, was well inspired done. I'm really proud of you. Yeah, that thank one. you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a round of applause. Um, but Friday night, so my brother-in-law and I are swimming in the ocean, like snorkeling on a beach, and like I turn around and here's one of these fucking sea turtles, like just swimming, and I'm like, oh, like where do I go? <laughs> this is your world. Like I'm just in it for a minute. Like right. what are we? Like what are we doing? So I had to like back up, and so I'm excited to see my brother-in-law. He had a GoPro. And he was oh, able to nice. capture some footage, so like I'm really excited to see that. So, um, but yeah, man, it was it was wild. I'm so That's glad awesome. you got a you got a, you and Brittany got a chance to go away. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you do need those moments to just take a break, For and sure, especially dude. when it comes to being in South Dakota, you got to leave a little bit just to kind of come back, and then. There's an appreciation for traveling when you, when you live in South Dakota, when you go, when I go back home to like Houston or I go back home to Virginia or whatever or North Carolina, like then I come back. I appreciate the just the peace and the slow downness of vermilion sometimes. Let me ask you a question though. Uh -oh. like, are there ever days <laughs> like when you get back? Yes. When does that set in and the, you know, I don't have to live here wear off. Ooh, listen, it takes a while. <laughs> it does, <laughs> doesn't it? It takes like, a while. It takes a while. I, it's a couple months. Actually. I'm yeah. not going to bullshit you. 
It I I got back and I said to Brittany like on Friday, I was like, We don't have to fucking live here. Like I can I can work from anywhere. And she's like, No, like we're not doing this. Like we're just we're That's like a, now imagine being single with no ties to anything and coming oh, yeah. back and being like, I don't really have to I choose to be here. I don't it have also, to be here. It also doesn't help that in our neighborhood, uh four college boys bought the house behind us. No, and like they just live there now, and they're freshmen, so we got that for the next four years. So now I get to do. Imagine you're a college dude, and oh, you man. are trying to just throw the football around, and you walk out on a Saturday morning at eleven a.m. to this. <laughs> what are y'all doing back He's there? He's making a grumpy old man face for those that are listening. Yeah. What are you doing back there? He's got his mug up, everyone. Anything, he is in mug mode. St- anything stupid? Like, and so, and of course, it's Dakota days. So I'm like, oh, yeah. these fucking guys. Yeah. Like, but anyway, they've been not, they have been fine. I have not talked to them. Oh, they have been good. fine otherwise. Um, and so, yeah, that's so. I've, I've, I had that. It's starting to wear off. Where I'm like, no, okay, this is fine. But like, yeah. I, it, it was there for a hot second where I was like, maybe I gotta, maybe I gotta. Maybe we gotta go somewhere. Yo, bask in it. It'll make you either appreciate this place or start looking on on Zillow. I mean, (laughs) yo, maybe just ask to be invited to the parties so you know when the big parties are happening, and then you can be like, "All right, we're going out tonight." Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I can I can lay down some beer pong, man. Oh, I wasn't saying you should go. It was more of just like so you knew when the parties were happening. But if you want to go, I mean, can I bring my crazy? Hey, hey, boy, hey, boys, can I bring my crazy straw? All right, let's move on. 10 p.m. and they're starting. You're like, well, I gotta go to bed. Brian and Doug were on two completely different pages. Yep, and I probably know what the party is. Yeah, I'm going right. And I probably shouldn't reach out with, hey, boys. Like it makes me sound like that's gonna send you right to jail. Like an odd man. Oh, from, yes. Yeah. 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 Those turtles are going to come and fly to Vermilion. <laughs> like, Get this fucker out of here. Yeah. You um, in a Zac Efron, Seth Rogen situation, you're definitely the Seth Rogen you. here. According I am, to Roman. I am. Unfortunately, aren't I? Um, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Uh, gentlemen, we have a whole episode to get to. Oh my god, we have it's a whole so episode. It's so great to be back. But before we get into the rest of our episode, what? we have to play catch that quotable. We gotta oh, play, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready to catch it. I haven't caught it Ro- in two weeks. Roman, catch Roman, silky sounds of Marcus J. Uh, Roman sent this shit like two weeks ago, so Amazing. we gotta make sure we gotta make sure Roman is you know he's got one for us. So, okay, are you all ready for this week's quote? That's hit a me. fact, Jack. Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Um, hit me. All right, here we go. Disappointment's gonna be a big part of his life. He's a foot short for his age, and he's cross-eyed. Oh God. Disappointment's gonna be a big part of his life. He's a foot short for his age, and he's cross-eyed. Okay, all right. Uh, man, right now it feels like Waterboy, but I don't, I don't think that's what it is. It just feels like it. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a sport movie, but maybe it's a I, you know I'm thinking like Napoleon Dynamite, maybe like one of those one-off sports scenes and not a sport movie, mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. Okay. That's kind of where my head is at. I'm getting I'm getting 
like mm. Mike Myers a little bit. So I'm getting like, so I married an axe murderer a little God bit. Damn. Huh. Where, where, where in that are you getting that? Yeah, I. Because doesn't is that she the go visit his, talking? No, it might be. Does she? Does she see? Doesn't doesn't she go over to his house and see his whole family? And there's a like Mike Myers plays like a Scottish like family member who's very aggressive. Oh, or am I mis or mis thinking about that of a different movie? You said Mike uh, Myers. I thought Michael Myers, and I was like, "How the hell did you oh, jump to a horror movie?" So that's I, why I, I was sure confused. Movie. Sure did not. I, I haven't seen Axe Murder. I have not seen that movie either. Okay. Okay. So, well, it's also not a sports movie. So great. According great. to Roman, that's our chat. time. Great. And that's time. Great. And that's time. <laughs> hey, good to know that we have not missed a step. We huh? have not. <laughs> you just we are the same here. If anybody expected us to come back polished, yeah, you knew hey, what this was. That's not like, what the two week break was for. We're not practicing no. on vacation. No, no, no not, we rest. We yeah. rested. We rested. I was on the. I was on the plane with flashcards from Britney with random movie quotes. Like, which one is this? Like, I, he's, I don't know. He's going to be waiting for it. See if Roman's going to be waiting for it. Roman yeah, said right. it is not a sports movie. Um, do we want to hint or do we want to just go with what our guesses were? I, I mean, say go for it. it. Let's just go for it. I, I think I, let's I, go for it. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's yeah. Go, for go for it. I'm going to go. So I married an axe murderer. That's mine. I'm going to go with Napoleon Dynamite. All right. I, I'm gonna go water boy. Just go right into this brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Don't hey, slow do down. It. Whole Don't lot of down. fuck it. We took two weeks to slow down. Now we full speed ahead. Yeah, we're just we're going straight through that brick wall. That's what oh. we're gonna do. Okay. Just, well look, look, look. How bad is it? <laughs> this is from the nineteen ninety three movie oh, no. Dennis the Menace, said by oh, George Wilson, who was played by Walter Matthau. Oh. I saw this movie. Okay. I rented this movie several times. You know the one where he replaces his teeth with chiclets? Yes. That's the first yes. one. Right? Yeah, okay. I've seen that yes. a couple times, but never like intentionally watched the, it. I've always the, caught it when it was on. The ending of mm. Dennis the Menace is one of the weirdest like children's movie endings I think I've ever experienced because like half the movie is just like it's this little kid messing with an old guy. And you're like, well, this is kind of fun. And then like the third act's like, anyway, this hobo kidnaps a child. <laughs> and you're like, what? That's the what? 90s yes. for you. Yes. Christopher Lloyd plays a character named Switchblade Sam. Wow. Whose whole, whole arc in the movie is he comes rolling in the town, lives under a bridge, yep. and then kidnaps Dennis the Menace. Amazing. Who Walter Matthau goes and saves later. Like that is the whole arc of this Amazing. whole thing. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad I didn't have like a, like an isolated dream. fever dream that it was yeah. just me. All right. Good. Yeah. And you're right, Marcus. Movies in the '90s did not want us to trust homeless people. No, not at all. It was not at all. It was like terrorist no. homeless people. They put them right like, in the same. Basically, room. I don't know how the fuck like... they did it. Terrorists moved into the number one spot after 2001 for, yes. for obvious reasons. But yes. I do feel like the 90s, it was like they were in the top 10, but it was always like a second or third string generic yes. villain. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. They were competing with Russians, but like Russians were like, that's done. Like that's we're, yep. we're Russians were the on Russians. their way out. Terrorists mm -hmm. were on the rise. Homeless mm -hmm. people on the rise. I, I feel like if you watch... <laughs> yeah. Smart money on CNBC with Jim Crane. If he did this, he'd be like, homeless people. I now on homeless people. <laughs> they, they're bad. Obviously, they're not. But a lot of 90s movies villainized them. And I don't I don't know hilarious. why. 
like, bye the, now. It's the ambiguous, but now like for the for the international villain, oh, right? Yeah. It's like this ambiguous accent where you can't really yep. tell where they're from. Like, it's not a specific of, country. It's kind of Eastern European, <laughs> but it's distinctly not. But it's also like it's not it's Russian. Like halfway Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like not fully Australian, but it's also like halfway Russian, like twenty five percent. All like, on a man who looks like he's a like Pacific like Asian Pacific Islander, yes, like right. all yes, from there. Right. But then right. the like very white people are talking with an Asian Pacific Islander mm-hmm. accent for some mm-hmm. random brief like you can't right. place anybody. You can't place it. No, yeah. and they don't want. They, drew, and they don't want you to. No, they drew a box on a map, and they basically were like, "All right, here's Ukraine. Let's right. go all yes. the way down to Turkey. Let's yes. go over, and then just kind of do a little like circle around." A hundred. That is no. That that's is it. all they did. Yeah. When when all the movie people get together at the beginning of the year when they make their movies, they have to designate the yes. villain or like, yeah, the, the villain. villain and that was it. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. Yep, and that was it. Absolutely. So, yep. And they're like, well, they'll figure it out. And, you know, well, I mean, or we yeah. won't. Yeah. Or maybe we won't. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, I just watched Lioness on, on Paramount. Yeah, how was that? Let's go that, right into yeah, reading about, and watching. Tell us about yeah. that, please. Yeah, so this is a genuine review here. I, like, my my interest was peaked when this show was advertised to me because I don't watch a lot on Paramount Plus. So I was like, all right, I'd, I'd, I'd commit to this. So it's Zoe Saldana. Uh, we got Nicole Kidman, Morgan Freeman. There, there are some heavy hitters in here. It's it's uh, created by Taylor Sheridan. And if you're not familiar with him, he's done Wind River, Sicario, and Hell or High Water. So kind of these like gritty, uh, I'd say like kind of like gritty modern westerns almost. And But like they're very much interrogating a lot of United States like ideologies. And so I was like, I could do that with like a spec ops show. Like if we're going to do like SEAL Team 6 or whatever, but like, is it really a good thing? I'll get into this show. Um, and so it's only eight episodes, which was also great for me in my life. Because I just, if you're, if you're giving me 13 episodes, I'm not, it better be a good reason. I'm looking at you, Daredevil. 13, 13 is. <laughs> like Daredevil, you better make this pop. All right, yeah. 13 is too long. Get, is that what you're you saying? Get out there and work it, bitch. Work I'm saying just... 13, like, you better you better know what you're doing, okay? Because <laughs> Brian like... turned into the pimp from Hell's Kitchen. You better get out there and turn that corner. <laughs> you better get out, you better get out there and get daddy's money. That's what Brian wants. <laughs> I just, honestly, like, and we've talked about this before, but I'm just so over, like, the 26 episode, the 13 episode yeah. standard format to like make sure we have enough time to sell soap on network tv like no just tell your story i don't need all these filler episodes iron fist and uh, like we can move on with our life and it's only eight episodes and they do a whole lot and the first like three-ish episodes i was nervous because it was very much just like rah rah usa go and i was like i don't know, I don't know if it I'm should be into this like uh, uh this is not my vibe and then like there's some stuff i'm not gonna do any spoilers here but there's some stuff that happens in the fourth episode where they actually start interrogating like hey maybe this is bad and like we shouldn't do this and like some people get in trouble for things that they have done and are held accountable which is 
you don't always see that in these types of shows because I feel like when you look at shows like Law and Order or like yeah. when you look, you know, like FBI or whatever, NCIS, they're like, I'm going to break the rules because I got to catch the bad guy. And this show distinctly is like, no, you broke the rules and that's bad. Feel bad about that. <laughs> and and Zoe Saldana sells it like she just sells it so well. And I really want to keep seeing her and stuff like I don't know if she'll get an Emmy nod for this, but I feel like it there's enough there for her to be considered. I don't know if she would win, but I, I would love to see her in more things. I think she's just super talented. Um, sure. So the, uh, but yeah, there's some good action. There's some good espionage. The main premise here is that there is a group within the CIA that's called basically the lioness unit. And what they do is they train female operatives to get close uh, to other females that are close to targets thereafter. So basically they're just huh. picking out women in the armed forces and they're like, okay, go get close to the target. And so they're blending in and try and also gathering Intel. And the, huh. the, the show does a really good job kind of being like, what kind of toll does this take on a person? Cause it, it's, it's incredibly emotionally intensive work. And Zoe Saldana does a really good job being like this really hard lined, uh, I'm going to say agent. She's not a soldier. She's an agent, but then also like showing that emotion. And it's, it doesn't feel like, Oh, it's too, it's too much. She can't do it. She can't be a mom and an agent. It's not oh, said God. in that tone. It's just more like God, she's yeah. made some choices and she might have a difficult time accepting them. Um, and he, and I think it's done in a really, in a really, a really good format. So Oh, anyway, that is that's going to be my quick Roush review on Lioness. I I really enjoyed it. I hope they do a second season and they keep interrogating a lot of this stuff. If you liked any of the movies I listed that Taylor Sheridan has created, you will enjoy this show. Awesome. That's good to know. Thanks for doing uh -huh. that, Brian. That's yeah, it's that's that doesn't review. sound like something I'd watch. To go back to your like I wouldn't watch normally unless someone would have recommended. Yeah. It. Um I will say I to your point about episodes being long i think the yes or seasons being long yes i have now so associated like 20 plus episodes with like adult animation that i don't oh, yeah. think that they can put that genie back in the bottle like if hmm. you're gonna say like oh man this is 15 to 18 episodes yeah. long i'm like oh so you're talking about like south park right or like family guy right, right? if you're telling me That's that you have point. a drama that is yeah. 18 episodes long. I'm gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. I just, like, <clears throat> okay. my, my tolerance has just completely changed. Yes. I was gonna tweet this earlier because um, I was trying to figure it out. I, I've been in a headspace where I've been. You mean you were gonna exit? I mean, we, no, I was gonna tweet it earlier. Fuck you. Uh, uh, not you, but Elon. <laughs> but, Elon. Um, so, but also me. Kind of what, <laughs> where I was, I was. There's been a lot of back and forth with this Drake album and Joe Budden. Oh, and there's been a lot of drama. Oh that has gosh. And so Drake dropped an album for all the dogs on October the 6th, right? That's the name this of the album. He's not talking about everybody who might be no. listening. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, thank you for that clarification. For um, all the dogs. <laughs> for all the – woof, woof. Um, so what okay, – I'm not really here to talk about the album. Okay. I want to go to the point of when y'all talk about when something says 18 episodes, 15 episodes, one, I want to ask y'all, what is a good amount based off the genre that you're watching? So give me your top three favorite genres. It can be animation. It could be a, <clears throat> it could be a live action series. Just give me, 
some variety and I want you to give me like an estimate and give me like the con- type of content or like the um, who's delivering it. So if it's an MCU project, can you do more? Or if it's something, if it's a DC thing, do you want less? Think about that while I say this next part. I feel like movies, TV and music um, is what it's always been. And we talked about this for a couple seasons now of this podcast, but it, the field is oversaturated. Right. But yeah. what I also realized is the title that you give something matters to how people consume it and how they react to it. Yes. So because Drake called this an album, it is not being reacted to the best. But if he would have called this a mixtape or something, it may mm-hmm. be the reaction would have been differently because now it feels like, oh, you invested all this time into an album as opposed to it's a mixtape and I'm not taking it as serious in your discography. People consume it differently, although it's being uploaded to the same um, yeah. like DSPs. You know what I mean? And I think the same thing with the MCU of it's like when you label something a short series and it is limited project. Uh, a yeah. limited series and it's 10 episodes and you say it's just yeah. a limited series, a one-time deal, people are more likely to be like, hell yeah. But if you labeled it a series with 10 episodes in it or maybe 11 episodes in it without the short series or limited series, then people kind of cringe at that more. And like even with want- watching The Haunted Mansion, if you put the Haunted Mansion on a streaming like service, uh, I'm like, oh, that was really easy for me to consume. I watched it while I was right. typing up emails, scheduled some emails to go out in the morning. If you would have told me I had to go to the theater to go and sit and watch that, I probably would not have enjoyed it as much. Like, does <laughs> that, that make sense? Was, and that no, it was does. Everywhere. It was, and it was everywhere. Granted, the writer strike did fuck up a lot of. Yeah, in the best ways possible, right? It had to, but a lot of movies did hurt because of the writer and the actor strike, like the WGA strike, like clear as day. Um, But I just kind of like want to see what y'all thoughts are on that. I think for me, I think if I'm watching a, if I'm watching a dramatic series, forty five minutes to an hour an episode, I think that I am probably gonna be somewhere around that eight nine mark before i really start to struggle to keep up like especially if it's really like heavy like if it's really heavy heavy it's gonna be tough for me to keep up i think if you're gonna take a little bit more of a comedic tone and you're somewhere between that 30 and 40 minute mark maybe 53 is your season finale a only murders in the building if you will Mm. i could see that letting that go to like 12 maybe 13 episodes i really like this idea of even number like an odd an odd number of episodes because letting that last one that nine that 13 that 11 being the season finale like so that way you get an even number of episodes to like i don't know why it's weird but like um that's kind of that's kind of what i'm feeling i'd say if you are a a sitcom-esque comedy you're 25 to th- 25 right. to 29 minute episode mm. I- i'd see you go- getting to like 18 19 but i shouldn't have to expect to watch those in sequential order yeah for sure if you're expecting me to watch something in sequential order to be able to keep track of what's going on in and you want to push the length or you want it to be there you keep that shit at like nine to mm. 11 episodes or otherwise i'm going to become disinterested yeah yeah, Brian? or just or feel like it's work to keep up. Go ahead, Brad. Oh no, you're good. I I think that I I feel like the the landscape has just changed so much. Like mm-hmm. when I'm looking at a drama series, I will I will give you thirteen 
that doesn't mean that like I, I mm-hmm. think you're gonna nail it because and sometimes mm-hmm. like episodes twelve and thirteen are like a two part finale, right? right um, and right. I feel like in times like that, I'm like you're just trying to fill out thirteen episodes because I feel like yep. a lot of times I feel super satisfied with 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like it's one of the reasons I enjoy the Witcher so much because Mm. there's there. I think it's like six or eight episode seasons. Like, yeah, some of them are six episode seasons. I'm I'm hour and a half. Uh, No, they're they're mostly an hour, but like Mm. they're chunkers, like they're 55 minutes and it's some of it's super dense. Some of it's not. Some of it's a, a lady wandering a desert having visions, which is, you know, that if that's your thing. That's great. Uh, so like for that type of stuff, I get into it because it's just like, no, you know, the story you want to tell mm-hmm. and you're going to be done with it. And I that to me, it shows more confidence in your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than trying to drag this out for 13 episodes, because like Jessica Jones, the first season of Jessica Jones, I think is really strong. Yes. But even then, there's like an episode or two in there where you're just kind of like. We didn't really need this, but like we're going to do 13 episodes, Mm -hmm. I guess, just to do 13. So everyone gets paid. Okay, Um, that's that's just kind of (coughs) how excuse me. That's just kind of like where I get with it. I feel like for the Disney Marvel shows, I know it's been a critique, but one of the reasons I like them is because they are around six to eight episodes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, They're perfect. Yep. They are. Brian. Yeah, they're perfect. It's kind of like Tinder, like for me, because when it comes to like the Marvel things, like in the Tinder field, y'all don't have to worry about this and be glad you don't have to deal with dating in this generation. But I was like, there. you had me. Like, I, I was hey, like, tell that me, was my, tell that was me my, more. That was like, my little hook. That was my hook. hook sentence. Well um, done. But, you know, on Tinder, it'll tell you, like, it'll give you, like, you pick your age range or you pick your, your, your distance of what you want to date in. And sometimes you can mark, like, a box that says, show me, if I run out, show me, like, three years younger or older in the like in the You're area like, oh no like yeah no like for sure like there's wow. something like, real you gotta be real fucking careful with that that's huh? what i'm saying that's why i gotta mark the box like if i hit my number <laughs> that's my number i'm not trying to go no, no there's no big no so but for some people you know they don't have the younger you are you don't have to worry about it i'm not doing that but you only <laughs> roman is saying you only swipe six to eight times on tinder Here's the thing about me though. I'm a very picker. T- I'm a picky Tinder uh hinge dater. I don't just swipe on anything cuz in my reality, I feel like I'm going to like swipe and I if I got to meet you in person, I'm not just <laughs> god damn it. Earl and my Mom's only for Marcus. <laughs> that is a Roman, which that is a fact. If there is a cougar website, I'm on that. I mean, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. And reaffirm that. You know what my favorite thing is? Sometimes, you know, I, I know I remember slavery and you know, I'm 400 years of slavery, but sometimes when the little old white ladies like to flirt with you and they like when they got nothing to lose and they just like they just be flirting with you just heavily, like I keep in consideration the 400 years of slavery and oppression and like all that other stuff. They don't slavery. really know what year it is. Like I could yeah, go to just, jail for they, this. <laughs> you're like, well, not yet. Hold on. Like, not, not, not anymore, but it's okay. All right. Anyway, bless your next heart. Bless your heart. I, <laughs> Way to go, Susan. You, I'll tear your you, ass up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dolores, calm down. Go have a glass of water. Um, <laughs> you, you, you better go grab your husband. I'm going to fucking rock your socks off, Barbara. Yeah, you, you be careful. Get your ass on. You be real careful. Yeah. Um, can you sort 
by both on <laughs> Tinder or is it either or? <laughs> you, you can no, you can do both. So I can have like a distance max of like because I was like miles. I was like Tinder out here making Marcus make hard choices. Do I want it to be close or oh, do no, I want no. it to be within my Listen, age range? Once, I was no. like, that's an it's, impossible it's fucking always, decision. It's always I would rather travel as opposed to going too young. Like I can't do it. I'm at a point. Where that's I what I was gonna say. I it's like if it. you're in, like, okay, there's only people this age. <laughs> I'm stuck. Because once you're out, the thing about dating in Vermillion is you have to get the little passport thing so that you can, like, you know, travel and move it to Sioux Falls or Sioux City. So you can pay for extra, like, Tinder Plus, right? And oh, it'll my have gosh. You, I it'll hate give it. you a passport. Now, here's the thing it's about genius. all these dating apps. They are nothing but money-gouging yeah. like, apps filled with bots, really, if, like, we're being realistic, right? Wow. And then so then you do have people in it that are actually looking for something, whatever it is you may be like. I don't give a fuck about what that is. Like, you, if you want to fling, that's fling on. If you want a date, you want a relationship, that's what fling that is, it. too. But these apps are, like, money-gouging things of, like, well, if you play for Tinder Plus, you can get the passport and see who likes you and yes. do this. And then it will also show you better-looking people. It won't show – it won't tell you that deliberately. But oh. once you like, done it, like, ain't no shame in my game. Like, I've paid for, like, the extra because being in Vermilion is, like – the the vicinity is too small so you right. like you run out of people like, you like swipe 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 no swipe no swipe hey you're out of people in your area yeah it's, it's so like, like linkedin it's like linkedin premium for horny singles do you want to see who looked at you do you want to see what kind I, of job and work they have for you i also like, paid for like platinum linkedin i did i, I did pay was, for linkedin when i was searching I for a job i wanted to see hate. who the fuck was looking at my profile I hate I that's how not. I related to this in like my old state <laughs> here is yeah. like Brian is like LinkedIn premium. I'm like, it's oh, same, I know what same, that is. It's the same thing though, right? And it's the same thing yeah. with like um Disney Plus and all of these streaming services, right? They keep raising the price on the uh, no commercial, oh, no commercial yeah, route do. because they want you to get the lower yeah, route with commercials because they get ads. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, yes. Hey, yeah, no, it's going to go up to $18. I was yes. like, what the fuck is it going to yeah. happen? But they want Ooh. those they want you on the ad tier because they get more dollars off of that the more that they can put ads and streamers in between your TV shows. Like, you know what I mean? Like well, even social media, like you even see Facebook and Instagram yes. rolling out like yes. ad-free experiences and like it is it is calculated misery. Yes. Like they want you to be so miserable and whatever, you know, ad filled tier you're in that you're like fine like this is, this is almost unusable i'll pay 14 dollars, but it's like i don't i don't like there's a breaking point here though uh <laughs> there, you have don't a, have to be lonely at farmersonly.com oh, I thought farmers farm only i remember those ads i yeah. thought farmers only they used to show the farmersonly.com ad before the games i thought farmersonly.com was like farmers insurance and uh, for some reason great incredible it's my favorite fact about you (laughs) this will show you how disconnected i I, I could live in the midwest for so many years but still be disconnected on midwest culture that just lets you know where i'm at incredible well i mean if it makes you feel any better when i was in college there was a strip club near us called the lumber yard and i out loud in a meeting with grown men go what do we need wood for uh Are we building a treehouse? Yes. Like, what are we doing? Brian was uh, in that was room when I, I asked room. that question. And Brian knew me as a human being yeah. in real life and yeah. watched me go, wait a minute. 
What do we need wood for, fraternity Brian, did, brothers? Brian, hey, did fraternity, you know? hey, fraternity brothers full of men who do men things. What do we need wood for? What are we building? I admire <laughs> your innocence. Brian, did you know <laughs> that it was a strip club before that? I, I did, and I assumed mm-hmm. I assumed everybody knew it was like a, a da- like an adult dance club. I, I assumed that, and I guess Doug did didn't not. know that. And innocent. I and I innocent. I felt I felt bad, but also it was really funny. <laughs> it's a great memorable moment because the looks that I got from some of like the people who were seniors, they looked at me like I started speaking Portuguese. They yeah. were like, "What the yeah. fuck happened?" There, there like, was a lot happening there. Now yeah. you ask that question, "What do we need wood for?" There's a completely different response. Oh, that's it, yep, it, mm-hmm. yep. Everybody was taken off guard. I think yeah. is a really mm-hmm. safe way to say that. And the rest they say is history. Um, what kind of- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Roman wants to know if you watch MILF Manor. <laughs> I watch I the recaps on TikTok. That, that, that is a wild show. That I only know about show. MILF Manor from watching Good Mythical Morning because Rhett McLaughlin yep. he talks about MILF Manor because he likes yep. reality TV shows. That's the only reason. Yeah. Anyway, I can't, I can't do it. Well, dating, that, dating apps, huh? Well, that was that a really was good a... discussion on episode <laughs> length. For TV shows, everybody that, that turned into dating app. It's so good to be back. <laughs> this is great. It's just a free association podcast. That's so what good. it is. So uh, what else should we talk about? Uh, Br- Brian, yeah. we I have a lot of Ahsoka questions. All right, let's get into the Ahsoka. So I want to start. I want to start here. All right. I did not watch Rebels. That's okay. I did not. I did not. I did, I did not watch okay. Rebels. That's I did okay. not watch the Clone Wars because I watched an episode where there's a diplomatic conversation that went on for 22 minutes and I just yes. wasn't interested. Like it, yes. it's, it was like, hey, it was probably we have to a make, episode. We need to get planet a wheat. And mm-hmm. I was like, why did the Jedi need to be involved? Like, yep. I don't yep. need to be a part of this. Yep. Um, yep. I will say that I have a lot of. What were your initial thoughts? I mean, Brian, you have been entrenched <laughs> in the world of Thrawn for quite some time. I believe a few months ago, you read like two books back to back that were Thrawn oriented. I sure did. How did it feel when that, that, that blue bastard showed up on screen? (laughs) Oh, Uh, it was great to see my big, bad blue fleet daddy. Uh, He, uh, he was, he was great to see in live action. I loved seeing Lars Mikkelsen, do do the live action role and i know that some people were like he doesn't look anything like thrawn and what i really want to say to people like that is like of course he doesn't he's not a cartoon um because <laughs> like they're real people and real people look like that and so i like i knew that was gonna come up and i but the voice is so iconic at this point from the rebels tv show that i think this was exactly the right way to go with it uh and i thought lars mickelson did a really i thought he did a really good job being thrawn and are we are we gonna do spoilers for this review i'm gonna assume i am fine with spoilers i'm fine with spoilers i started episodes one i started episode one and i'm watching clone wars off and on wow but i'm good with whatever all right i mean thrawn thrawn has i would say multiple victories in ahsoka and even Mm -hmm. in the final episode and it was just like yes like this the thing that makes Thrawn compelling to me is that he's not one of these, like a lot of Imperials are portrayed as just like these bumbling idiots, which by the way, 
a lot of people in fascist governments are. So that's that's fine with mm-hmm. me. But the reason I like Thrawn is because it's like he has seen the Star Wars movies before. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, clearly I won't build an exhaust port in my like Death Star. I'll just cover that up. Like he just he thinks three steps ahead. Like he already has seen the Star Wars movies. And so that's what makes him so diabolical to me, because um, even in Rebels, one of his things is like the Rebels use starfighters to like really brutal efficiency. We should make a better starfighter. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 slow, slow down, Thrawn, slow down. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, let's just make a better starfighter. That would cost money. And we're trying to do this in mass. So well, basically the fun thing about that is the books talk about like how Thrawn's like, let's do the TIE Defender program. And everyone else is like, okay, I hear you. But what if, what if we put all those resources into building one big battle station? Hear me out. And it can destroy planets. So there's some fun push and pull there. Um, so it was just actually think like that in Star Wars. Y- yeah, I mean that's that's because yeah, I guess I'm thinking of all the villains that I go through in my just real quick in my thing, mm-hmm. and I don't think of many. Everybody just want to build it big and blow it up. Build build big thing, blow mm-hmm. blow stuff up, and <laughs> Thrawn Thrawn at least sees beyond that of like no 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 let's let's rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I thought he was portrayed really well in the series and I hope, I hope in the next iterations we get to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it having not a ton of context. Yeah. I appreciated the, Mm. the level of just the sinister vibe that the actor gave off. Like he's scary, but he's not scary in the same way. Like the, like Darth Vader or the emperor scary. He's not like physically intimidating, but you can tell this fucker has a brain that doesn't quit. And is just going to able to just quickly analyze every single scenario to consistently put himself ahead. And it was just incredible. Like I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. I mean, Thrawn is basically like, what if Sherlock Holmes was like a world war two Nazi general and then you put him in space and then this is what you get. Uh, yeah. It's it's just remarkable what they've been able to do with the character. Yeah. The only mm, concern I seem to have before I even get to it part of the show or series or whatever, the, 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 the images I see of Thrawn, and the blueness of him don't look the best. <laughs> and so the blueness, the CGIE blueness. I like. I don't know how they determine whether they want to go blue makeup or if they go CGI blue. But I feel like here's my comparison. I watch right. Loki, right? Sure. I watch. I, I have no idea if it was actually CGI blue or if it was just like I'm, painted on blue. I don't know. I'm like, I'm thinking of an Arrested Development quote in my yep, head. Yep, hundred percent giggle. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> um, Loki did this thing that Quantum Mania couldn't do. Right, mm-hmm. Loki made uh, he who shall not be named or what is his like? What's his name? Okay. Um, Kang, yeah, yeah. Kang, whatever the fuck they called him in the thing. They called him something else. But they made him feel like a big bad, even though we've already seen him. Like, if you watch Loki, you're going to feel every bit terrified about what Kang should be that Quantumania couldn't do, even though I saw him in person, right? Um, And it kind of made me want to rewatch Quantumania to kind of feel that vibe out. Long way around the merry-go-round to say- As I'm watching Ahsoka and I already kind of see what the big bad looks like, 
I feel like that kind of takes away, um, I don't know, from his big badness, like that CGI. Like, how do they determine? Did that bother you in any way? I guess is the question I'm asking. You didn't notice it at all? It didn't bother me. uh, But I also, I will fully admit, I have a very high tolerance for like any of the props or makeup stuff that they do for sci-fi i have a very high tolerance for it and stuff that bothers other people like just does not bother me it's got to be pretty egregious for me to be bothered by it okay doug did you notice anything to be honest with you i was more when he finally shows up it's i was so entrenched in the spectacle of him showing up Hmm. that i didn't the prop of it didn't even register with me of course because the moment when he shows up, and I don't want to give anything away. I know we're not we're spoiling, but also I want you to experience it the first time. Okay. I was deeply like worried. Like I was like, yeah. oh, he has a whole group of people who will do anything for him. Like <laughs> who are chanting is, his name. He is a cult of personality. Yeah. Like, he is oh, he is God. not just incredibly intelligent. He's not just a brilliant strategist. He right. is so good at being those things that people will die for him, which I think was incredible. Like it was just so that part was so well done. That's Mm -hmm. Roman Myers. And for him being an alien climbing the ranks is a huge feat in the empire. One of a few higher ups to be not, not be a human. I have noticed that in star Wars and I don't know Mm -hmm. why that is. I don't know if there's politics to that or what, but I have noticed the human alien ratio is a little bit off. So in the empire, it, it it is on purpose because the empire is xenophobic and basically <laughs> they uh, they tokenize the different alien races and we're non I should say non-human races and basically there's two there are two that rise to prominence in the empire um, one works in the senate and is essentially left in charge after Palpatine dies so he takes the fall for the empire which is just incredible and then two is thrawn so basically the empire is like well you can't really like be a leader in the empire unless like you know you actually like do good stuff so thrawn is just so high performing that literally nobody can ignore him but he is he is the exception that proves the rule oh man there's, that's an, I, I did not know. I have any a of lot that. of concerns with that, but okay, that's, all right. Oh yeah, all no, right. there's yep. there's more discussion there could that could be there, but yeah, yeah. let's let's stay focused on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how did how, Doug? How how did you feel about Sabine's journey, knowing nothing about her from Rebels? Um, I found Sabine to be a little obnoxious. Yeah, that's I kind of got this. I got this vibe from her of like, like grow the fuck up already. Like there was a part of me that was like, if finding your friend is so important, like Mm -hmm. you'd think you'd be more willing to be a little bit more disciplined and how you approach it. But she just seems to like go, especially when she first connects with Ahsoka, there's this sense of like Ahsoka is aware that there is something beyond the stars. She wants Sabine to join her to try and figure that out. And it feels very much like a telling an eight year old, like, (laughs) Hey, like seriously, don't go down the goddamn street because I need to be able to see you. And then you turn around and they go down the street and they break their bike and they're walking yep. back with their bike. Yep. And you're just like, you went down the goddamn street, didn't you? Like it's 100%. just, it, it just kind of irked me. Um, hmm. Her arc overall of like the choices she made. I mean, I can see 
I appreciate what what they were trying to do with what Dave Filoni and others were trying to do with that, like Balin, like enticing her to follow him and say, like, yeah. look, I, I mean, that's Star Wars does this thing where it does like it likes to be the temptation of the Jedi, like right. to use like the religious allegory is like the dark side folks are always trying to tempt you to come and join them for one reason right. or another. And they will always. appeal to every single, Ugh. like they're going to appeal to everything that you as a Jedi reject. Do you reject booty? I'm going to make it. So I'm going <laughs> to seem like your wife might die. Like, do you really want to see your friend again and are feeling lonely? I'm going to make it so that way I can, you, you'll be able to find your friend again and no yep. harm will come to you. Yep. Like they will do whatever they can. So I don't blame her for that choice. That is the, that is the, that is the evil mo. Yes, but there was. I just was like, for a majority of it, I was a little irked. Really, kind of like I loved like the end, like that. You know, seeing her fight and the level of discipline. I mean, that fight scene with the three of them. Yeah, that was a phenomenal moment. It's but like great. for the majority of it, I was like, ugh, grow up already. Well, and I I was wondering how that would land for people who are not familiar with Rebels because Sabine and Rebels like you get you get more backstory on her and oh, she sure. is this Mandalorian that you you don't see any other Mandalorians like her. She's super into art. She has had this journey. I'm just yeah. I'm gonna say, and when you try to compress that into a show like Ahsoka, I'm like, man, I feel like some people are gonna be turned off by Sabine. Yeah, immediately, because it just kind of feels like she doesn't care. Um, but there's good reasons for why she doesn't care. But none of them are really like explained really well. They put all the focus on her finding Ezra, which I think is what you needed to do in a show like this for eight yeah. episodes to get everybody involved. But it is actually one of my critiques of the show of like, you can't expect everybody to have watched all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels before watching ahsoka which is also, one of yeah. the feelings of the show in my opinion yeah i the design like the her artistic side and her like that part of it yeah i didn't question that for a minute i was like oh, oh she's just that's just who that's just who she is like oh, that yeah, didn't bother sure. me it was just some of the some of the choices and sometimes the way she talked about things it was like stop whining already <laughs> like just <laughs> yes yes you have to yeah. train if you're gonna get better at the force like fuck right. like why are you upset about it like right um I also, to your point, Brian, it feels like uh, like uh, Force Witches is a quite a deep end of the pool. Like it does feel like a Force hey, witches. you know, you know Sith, right? Like bad guys, like Darth Vader. You know, yeah, you know those are those, right? Well, there's a whole sect of them that is just witches, and they're kind of weird. And yeah. the whole show is going to they're kind of like hinge on them right there. And one of them gets a sword, which is pretty sweet. That can't they sure do. So, so I, had, I, I did have a question that maybe I missed in the original. The two mm-hmm. old former Jedis at the beginning of mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. The rules of two of the Sith operate. Oh, sure. You know, there are the rules of two. Right. But you have yeah. to assume that there is a master and a Darth Vader is out there. Right around this time, yeah. is, is that correct? How does yeah. that work into all of this? Well, I mean, Darth Vader's gone. He Palpatine died. and Vader are gone at this point. Oh, they're dead at that point. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Because this is, this okay, is yes. like six to got seven it. years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, got it. Got it. And but, these yeah. two are still operating by the rule of two. Are they Jedi? Are their lightsabers red or are they orange? I, so orange the show for sure is one. 
the show doesn't right. really like talk about it a lot and i it's really ambiguous and i'm i'm okay with it mm. um i mean there's been a lot of discussion online about like are we talking about dark jedi at this point cuz they're not they don't feel like sith but they're not jedi and they're not like some people really like this idea of a gray Jedi that is like mm. mastering of both both the light and the dark side. But I don't I don't like very that idea. My, very much uh, my jam. I don't think it like fits mm. in Star Wars because like when you're trying to balance the force, the dark side is always the one that imbalances it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't you can't be can't play both sides like right. But I understand the on you both know, sides that are well but it's always imbalanced by the dark side the light side is always trying to Dang, balance the i don't numbers. like that at all <laughs> so there are good oh, people well, on yeah. both sides good people no, both there sides. are good people on both sides oh, i don't me. like that at all uh, nope don't like that either <laughs> so but uh but no like they don't really go into it a whole lot and i know I, I mean ray stevenson passed away and Dude. so like I yeah. I feel like with the reception this show got, it's like one of the highest watched first episodes of a series ever in Disney Plus history. Mm. I'm gonna have to assume they're doing a season two. I have to at this point, they're gonna have to recast that character. There's just there's so much story left to a tell. A season two or a movie, right? Like that's kind of what everybody's sort of talking about. Like, is this setting up yeah. a movie or is this a like an actual two. gonna be a full season? I two? think Ahsoka is better as a is a is better as a series. That's the way that I'm consuming it. Like I mean, and like Ahsoka's journey in this like show is I think really good because yeah. In the shows, you kind of see her as this like peppy teenage sprite character. And then I know some people were like, she's so like reserved and like she's Mm kind of like she's kind of like distanced herself. And you get to episode five, which is when she's able to reflect on a lot of her experience and you find out why she is the way she is. And so I I don't really think you could have done that as well in a movie. In my yeah, episode five was incredible. Yes. That's yes, that was that was so good. Like I would say that was and I would say to kind of our earlier point, what has been the biggest critique of like Marvel Star Wars shows is that towards the tail end feels like they're rushing and they're wrapping stuff up and they were like, nope, not this one. This one is going to be essentially in a 50 minute flashback exploring why Ahsoka is the way she is. And it's not filler because it explains a lot and it is Mm -hmm. so well done. It was, they broke the mold on it to a way in which that I completely appreciate. I think that's because those live in different houses. I think Marvel, because of the machine that it has built with the connected universe and they kind of set themselves up for what they do. And now this is kind of the fuck up of it. (laughs) they can't do that the right way with the mcu at its current state because um even with it's too much to keep track of and they have to put out the next thing immediately like they're gonna have their season number one episode gonna be fire your episode four is gonna be fire because it's midway through you need to bring people back in right and then maybe your five is like whatever you know like maybe yeah. it is good maybe it's not bad star wars can obi-wan good all the way through i watched that shit i, I agree every episode i had no issue yeah. there was another show right before that right before obi-wan um oh god what was the star wars show that we were watching uh andor and mm, oh andor i never finished andor but that's not because i didn't like it it was just like i didn't have time to finish andor so it, I need to well, finish it. that's 12 episodes that, oh, that's oh okay it. it's pushing it okay 
<laughs> See, that's the thing with the book. I used to be the kid that read the end of the book in Target when I was walking through the book. <laughs> <laughs> by the right way, that's that's my son Liam, by the way. Because oh, I'm reading a book right now and it's a mystery. And he's uh-huh. like, Well, who did it? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, Well, can you read the last 10 pages? And I'm like, No, I want to <laughs> nope. I want to enjoy the journey, man. Me he's totally gonna be like along. you, man. He's yeah, absolutely oh, gonna be like God. you. Yeah, sometimes I just need to skip to the I'm such a stupid kid, right? I'll read the last <laughs> sentence as if that gives me everything. And it was like Deathly Hollow, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. And oh. then Harry put his son on the train, and I was like, Got it. I know exactly how this shit goes. And I don't know shit. <laughs> that doesn't explain fucking anything. Oh man, when he died, that probably blew your mind. I was like, wait, hold on, what the fuck? That's <laughs> oh my god. Um I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I loved. I, I mean, I have some other like questions, like yeah, the big statues on the planet. The like, there's, yep, there was like a random bird in like yep. Ahsoka saw, and there's a whole, yep. there's a whole thing to that that has, yep. propagated my news feed on Facebook of like oh, this yeah. is the theory of the yep. three wise force people, oh, yeah. and it's like fuck, okay, what's so... this now? And this, this, so for me, someone who has watched everything, like, I even missed the statues at the end of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, and I was like, I think that's what it is, but I'm going to have to rewatch it. Because I just wanted to be in the moment, right? Like, right, I don't. Of course. That's all like, I am, too. And it's one of the reasons I also pulled back from talking about, like, Star Wars on TikTok. Because, like, I was watching stuff being like, oh, that'd make a good video. Or that'd make a good video. Oh, or, like, yep, just so hyper focused on all these details i was like am i like actually enjoying this anymore so like i've done this thing now where it's like i'm just uh, first first time i watch something i'm just gonna like go down the stream i'm not gonna like try to grab every rock i'm just gonna enjoy the moment and so it wasn't until we finished the episode i'm like i'm pretty sure these were like the three people that showed up in like a three episode arc of the clone wars i'm almost positive and I, i hopped on twitter x whatever and that was exactly the conversation that was happening. So it was like, like as a, as a Star Wars fan that has watched it all, it's a cool reference. However, it's also just kind of like, yeah, like I I don't I don't know how that translates to people who don't know. Like I don't know how other people felt about that if they just thought they were ominous statues or if like they felt like they were missing something. I'd be curious how the audience felt about that. Um, but the the bird. I can talk about the bird. Uh, the bird is called a Morai. And this thing just has followed Ahsoka around. I'm just going to just say it like that. Oh, cool. Like, That's not concerning. Just, right. It has followed Ahsoka around. Yeah, I'm pretty sure since the end of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely since Rebels. I'd have to go back to Clone Wars. My niece, Darby, actually, she's she is like the expert on this. I'm going to put this out there. Like original trilogy. The expert? prequel trilogy you don't put that goddamn x down i'm gonna put my <laughs> and i did it immediately <laughs> too and uh so she like if, if we did star wars majors my majors are in like fleet Damn tactics it. original trilogy prequel trilogy her major would be like clone wars and rebels like star wars animation oh. so oh, that's but cool. she she told me about the morai and how this bird has like popped up all over these shows and it just follows her it even follows her through like Places it shouldn't or it shouldn't exist. So I don't know what's going on huh. with that. Uh, it's a female. It's a female convoy, uh, which is in the chat here. Uh, yeah. So Roman called that out in the chat. 
Um, it's a convor. It's named Morai. Uh, she's a mysterious white bird. That's all I can tell you. All right. Not a lot of people. Well, know. I don't know about you all, but I'm excited about what's happening. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. That had that had a lot of like Tobias energy from Arrested I, Development. I, just I love it. it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd be interested. Now you said what your major will be with Star Wars. I would be interested to see what my major will be in Star Wars because <laughs> there are definitely components of Star Wars that I am strictly interested in. And right. One I feel like I, they don't talk about enough is the lightsaber portion, like mm-hmm. building your lightsaber, something that we haven't seen. Like, Ooh, you know, Doug talked about Vader, that. like building, you know, Vader building his blade and making his um, Kyber crystal bleed. But like, yep. you know, I want to see more of that. Like, how do you make the decision and and like getting into the colors of it? Like, we know what the colors mean, but how do you choose? Like, does it, does it, you know, that's kind of stuff that I wanted to look at and into more. Yeah. That would be my thing. Mine what i would love to do is like the rules right like i'm i'm interested in like really the religious part of it like like... that's (laughs) brian i want to know i love how the spaceships go pew 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 and i love the movies from the 2000s and the 70s marcus wants to know about like tell me the mythology Doug's like tell me the how you make it i want to know here comes flipping doug being like hey what about these rules there's not enough libraries in star wars i want to read your jedi quran can you bring that to me asap it's like but that's what i mean like that's what i mean like i'm very interested in the like obvious i mean these are people who made a fundamental choice yeah Yeah. and it strikes me especially with jedi you've committed to a point like the discipline side of it of like you reject like your family you reject all your attachments you reject reject all of your emotional connections to essentially say those things are a detriment to my defense of the galaxy and there is that is a that is a very tough choice because when we think about, and now I'm going a whole different rabbit hole. Do like it. When we think about, when you think about human beings, and there are not a lot of human Jedi, recognize that. But if we think about like people. Why is that? That's also interesting. And too. sentient beings. If we were to say like, I want to cut all emotion out of my life, we would be like, somebody check on him. Like, is right. he going to be okay? Like, right. that's not, we need bad things to happen to help us to learn. We need good things to help solidify what we have learned, but we have to take moments to celebrate and acknowledge those things. So having an entire, albeit religious allegory sect saying, we reject that entirely yes. is but fascinating. That, that exists though, right? Because being a Jedi has to, you know, they get these ideas of the Jedi from something that, you know, art reflects sure. life and life reflects art. So I imagine being a monk that lives in yeah. the mountains uh, yeah. that makes a decision to cut itself off from the rest of the world. Or, you know, there are people that live in the world and then go decide to, like, trek the mountain, live that lifestyle. And then they just disassociate with all of these same kind of things. Right. Excluding the, um, you know, lightsaber portion of, sure. you know, like that kind of stuff. But I do agree with you. That is interesting to look at being a Jedi specifically and what are the guardrails to being a Jedi. Like, right. like specific. And right. 
we talk about we see the um we see the Luke Skywalkers that kind of pivot off of the path, and then right. we see the the Darth Vaders that kind of also pivot off of the path. But like, what happens to the person that solely lives that lifestyle, and then what happens to the person that solely decides to go against that lifestyle? Not because they fall for the dark side of the Force necessarily, but just like. Hey, I want to be a Jedi, but I don't want to abide by all of the, the like, does that exist? And well, that, and that is what I think is a strength of the Ahsoka show. Like that, mm. like everything we're mm-hmm. talking about, because Ahsoka brings up multiple times. She's like, yeah, I was a Jedi, but like, I walked away from that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and yeah. I think the show does a really good job, like kind of tearing into that and being like, well, what does that mean? Um, and we get some answers, uh, Doug, I think you were going to say something, but I wanted to like, you have a question after that that out. Yeah. Cause, cause what I was going to say is, it's like, you know, if we take the, if you take this and you compare it to the only thing in our history as a world that we could compare it to, compare it to Mm -hmm. is this idea of like Catholicism and then all of the other sects that sort of come off of it. So if, if I'm a Jedi, if I'm training to be a Jedi, but I, like reject it and i have my like 95 theses of being a jedi that yeah. acknowledges attachments am i labeled then albeit as something bad or do mm, i right. just not get it like mm. that's like if i want to nail those to the to the jedi temple and say like <laughs> i disagree with these 95 <laughs> things like does that then suddenly Does that put make... you on the dark side? Am I right. going to hell right. now? Exactly. That's my, that's my question. Yeah. And that's yeah. the type uh, of stuff you're that I've... a different philosophical question. I want to so fucking I want to dig into it's here. it because I, I like I so want to dig into that because then it's a stick with me now. I'm with you. I'm here. But then those who are labeled Sith and against the Jedi. Cannot be all cannot bad. be entirely ruled out. Mm-hmm. They have done terrible things. They've blown up entire planets. They've enslaved groups of people. I'm not trying to say like they're good or that way we've got to forgive Doug, them. Doug Wagner, Sith apologist. <laughs> Sith apologist. But like all I'm trying to say is like as people, they're just acknowledging their own flaws and connections and values. So I so who's responsible for sending someone down the dark side? I would side? say, I would but, say in this, ooh, I would say, okay, wait, Brian knows better than me, but this is. <laughs> go, no, no, do your thing. I, I don't own this. Like, I don't I would say, this. well, you're the expert in it. I would say from this outside perspective, looking into what you just said, I could, I could see how um, you, the person that you're talking about that is just connecting with their feelings and may could possibly in this world that exists, yeah. not saying it exists in the world of star Wars, but in this world that exists where the person would denounce maybe these particular things and then is automatically casted out as somebody who is a mm-hmm. sinner just for the sake of this conversation, <laughs> right. Or a Sith person or a sinner. Yeah. Right. Um, I could see how maybe the priest or somebody who leads the charge could manipulate said sinners to becoming sure. full Sith. Like oh, you make the light okay. decision to say, Hey, no, actually I need this attachment because I love my family or I love my, whatever it is yeah. that it may be. I disagree with this. So I need, maybe I'm not a Jedi. And in that moment of vulnerability, there are people who will swoop in and then say, well, then you're clearly a Sith. And this is where the benefits of being said sinner or Sith. Got it. That makes sense. Yep. Well, yep. So let's undo the whole thing. 
And what yes, I well. feel like one of those things too in Star Wars that it tries to make clear is that the Sith are these people that like they're like the anti Dugs to me because like Doug, you always talk about how <laughs> you are always looking at yourself. You're you're looking at mm-hmm. like how to make yourself better. What are so things well, that sure. you can do and reflect, mm-hmm. and how do you how do you integrate that into yourself? Yeah, like you mm-hmm. you routinely talk about that even on this podcast and like. With yeah. Sith, it's just, you know what? I'm a piece of crap. Period. And like you just yeah. you never move yeah. from that mindset. Like yeah, even Anakin is just one note of like, well, I gotta save Padme, and I feel awful for what I did, but like I gotta save Padme mm-hmm. and I'm gonna feel awful about it. And I'm just gonna continue on my way, not gonna look at myself. I'm never gonna stop feeling awful, but I saved never... Padme. Yeah. I just feel awful about it all the time. Right, now. exactly. And it's these people that just totally give into these base desires for greed or power or however you wanna yeah. phrase it. And it, the these people that they're that's why they're always imbalancing the force it's not a consensus it's not you're not trying to come to a group it's just these people that want these things that cannot or they they are not able to change at that point they can change but they have to make a choice to a la darth vader return of the jedi and you know ben skywalker xyz um and i think that's one of the things about the ahsoka show that 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 it does so well yeah. is is that it talks about like how can you be a good force user if you're not a, a Jedi and does that really matter? Um, and there's mm-hmm. some flashbacks there that that mm-hmm. do it so well and uh, actually you can tell Dave Filoni tried to have this show as like an adult companion piece to people that grew up with the Clone Wars. Oh, sure. In like mm-hmm. the prime example being like. Yeah, I love Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. And then this show's like, so she was a 13-year-old child soldier, and you're cool with that? And you're like, uh, say, how old? And you're like, like I'm sorry. And there's point. a flashback. A there's point. a flashback with a thir- with a teenager Ahsoka. And when you see it, and how jarring it is that you just see this child trying to mow down battle droids or console clones that are bleeding out, you're like, so this was bad. <laughs> like, this... This was so oh. bad, and I was rooting for it for seven seasons in the Clone Wars. Like, and it well, kind of so, turns that and stuff and on also, its head in such a fun way. And it puts and it puts Anakin in a different light too, because he's the yep. one responsible for training her. Mm-hmm. So he's the responsible for the one that's like, "Hey, thirteen-year-old, yep, it's gonna be hard for you to kill people, but you're probably gonna have to kill people." But here's like, the thing. Oh, but, oh <laughs> God, this got really deep really fast. But like the rules. Do, That's what I meant show. by the rules. <laughs> and I do, and I get it right. But here's the problem with systems, right? Whether right. it's a good system or a bad system, mm. quote unquote. Yes. Um, a system is still a system, and you get swept into it regardless of what it is. That's why the oh, system yeah. is Great bigger point. than the person. Anakin, it, the norm for Anakin in this system of being a Jedi is, hey, I was young when they came and found me, and I was ready to go get me right. off this planet. I want to fight. I saw these dudes with two swords fighting and kicking ass hey and they moving shit with their hand to him yeah train me right now i'm ready to go there was a room full of younglings that um i don't think we talk about enough in episode three of there's a lot of jokes about it right but anakin walking into the room with younglings and killing younglings who are young jedi right that's a different conversation right because you don't see the scene happen but when you actually think about it when Padme or Obi-Wan goes and looks at the feed and he says, 
they were like these were children he knew he yeah. was too far gone there was no fighting just, for him to come back and if padme had clued them off he'd done it before because he killed all of them the women, he, and the then children. when he went, like again i say that sort of like went to, cheekly, right. to, to giggle right. but really right he had done it before right. he was yeah. he had done that before and yeah. so the, the thing with systems is a good system or a bad system it is the person that can uh it is the manipulators within it that determines um, what is deemed as good or bad right now, the yodas Norm- normalizing the what is right. normalizing the yodas in a system will tell you being a jedi this comes with the territory obviously there are better ways to do it but we got a jedi council to decide what we're going to be a part yep. of and who gets accepted into this thing and who gets sent out to do the work hey what we're doing is on behalf of the galaxy the sith could say the same thing of we're trying to in our system yep. this makes the most sense to us and we are the good we the empire are the good and in both yes. realms somebody's right and then for everybody else in the middle somebody is the <laughs> oppressed well and that's what makes thrawn in this yeah so fucking terrifying yes because in the towards the final episodes of this season he basically straight up says that mm-hmm. like he says that to i can't remember her name Damn. but the knight sister who gets the sword but oh, she goes yeah. like you know he essentially says like no we're you've got it wrong like we're not mm-hmm. we're not doing this for ourselves so we can be powerful. We're doing it because the galaxy needs control and yep. needs someone to be able to do this. So it's not mm-hmm. for us. It's for the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like it makes that point right. And it's that's Marcus. It's that side of it. And you're like, oh, no, now that's why that's scary. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. And, and that will follow that is also scary. And I feel like this interweaves so well with The Last Jedi. And I really hope that I, I don't I don't need CGI Luke necessarily. But like, I think Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker at some point have to have a more detailed conversation because in The Last Jedi, Luke, it, like it, it basically calls out the Jedi being like, they, they couldn't do anything. They don't own the light side of the force. He like did. they they made decisions that didn't benefit people and they couldn't even see the Sith taking over the Senate. They weren't great. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that philosophy for some, for, for some things it's like y'all weren't ready for this. And I feel like Ahsoka, the Ahsoka show could start to tear that apart even more. And talking about systems, Marcus, I mean like one of the flashbacks with Anakin was that, he he was in this system and he didn't he just didn't question it and mm-hmm. he was like i'm gonna yeah. make the best of it and i'm gonna make jokes <laughs> let's go I to mean, war th- think about it you know like, you've been promised since you join you've been promised since you're joined up you know this one's special yep. like and at some right. point Oof. in time Yikes. you start right. to believe that and say like well i can't question it i'm special like mm-hmm. i'm supposed to bring balance to the force i'm not allowed to question it mm-hmm. like this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's even more problematic pieces when those type of like you're interweaving your identity with the ideology. Mm-hmm. Oof, right. Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. A hundred percent. And also these Yikes. magical Jedi came from the sky and saved him. You're right. Like, of yeah. course he's going to hold them. Yeah, of course he's going to listen, but that uh, what makes right. him so much easier to weaponize it what makes the force so much easier to weaponize is like you have this angsty teenage kid that you keep telling there's a plan for you there's a plan for you there's a plan for you and i'm basing everything inside of this system that i know so that when the system fails me 
I only have one other route to take, and that yeah. is to fall directly into the hands of the other system that will give me quicker results and give me exactly what I'm asking for, even yep. though the result in the end was the same. Padme right. died. She was going to yep. die on the good side. Straight she up. was going to die on the bad side. But somehow he now stuck with, oh, mm-hmm. well, she's dead. I got nothing else to fight for. This is where all my power is going to rely. I'm just going to stay right here because the Jedi failed me. I'm literally a shell of a man. Yeah. And right. the person I love right. is still dead. Okay. Like, yeah. I, what did he tell Obi Wan? He told Obi Wan, Obi Wan, you did not, I am not your failure. Right. I, yes. I killed Anakin Skywalker. I am not your failure. That's, I did that. That moment is incredible. It, I was like, it God is. Damn. No, like that is one thing the Obi-Wan series I feel like did really well. And I feel like it, it it's honestly, I feel like it ties so well into all these flashback moments with Anakin because you're you're having to reconcile these moments with Ahsoka that she isn't like she she's not Anakin. She's beyond it. Mm-hmm. And who is she? And you get to that point, I feel like in like the later three episodes, you have very stoic Ahsoka, I'd say for right like after the first flashback. five. Um, and I want to see more of that matured self-acceptance Ahsoka talking about all the stuff that we've talked about because she's definitely got to have opinions about this stuff Mm -hmm. and she still feels she wants to train Sabine. And what does that, what does a force user look like for the light side that doesn't, that doesn't have a Jedi code. And I feel like that's really exciting. Well, and that's, and Brian, I, that's why I kind of want to know, and maybe you know this, but that's why I'm kind of then also then curious about, where does that version of Ahsoka run into Grogu and the Mandalorian? Because yeah. the mm. messaging, she feels a lot more willing and accepting of the choice mm-hmm. for Din Djarin to take Grogu away and say, like, right. great, it wasn't for you. That's fine. Yeah. He's still going to be force attuned. You do what you got to do. Yep. So I'm very curious on, like, where those things like intersect and where yeah. that timeline is. Um, because I think that that's a, I hope they run into each other again because there could be such cool dialogue of like a, yeah, you don't have to be a Jedi to use this, like, and to, yes. be, to make it a part of like your everyday life. You, there are other ways. Like, I just, I think that it opens up that mm-hmm. door gets opened up and suddenly there are more possibilities of like, yeah, he could, he could be a lightsaber wielding, Mandalorian that unites the planet and right. there wouldn't be any problem with that because he technically wouldn't be a Jedi is a knight a knight without knight status I feel like that is something that Star Wars could do a really awesome job of deconstructing because like I think it even flows to like this Ray movie that mm-hmm. has been announced that maybe we don't Wait, need what? all these yeah there's there's a there's a Ray movie that's that Daisy Ridley's attached and it's going to take place after the sequel trilogy. They've only announced it. Nothing else has oh. happened with it. And I yeah. feel like if you did something like that, I feel like for me, the smartest way to go about it is deconstructing all these things that the Jedi mm-hmm. put up that ultimately failed them. Maybe you don't need to have a rank of master to be on the council. Maybe the council is everybody. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't need to be picked by the magical Jedi to, to become one. Maybe everybody has access to the force, which Ahsoka like briefly touches on and like two, two, three lines of dialogue of like, well, you don't need to have like, you know, you don't need to have the force straight out the gate. You could, you can be a force user and just learn it, which. Well, that's what Finn kind of talked about when he was in um, the last Jedi, right? 
Uh, yeah, like, and they never picked that up in mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker either. Nope. And I like that idea of like, no, like everybody has access to it, but like, is it fostered? And how do you how do you get access to it? I think that's a really cool conversation that Ahsoka can start, and at least Ray can continue. In the terms of our like the definition of what we as a modern society would call a knight, it's to give you this is my major, everybody. This is what I Do feel it. equipped to talk to you about. Do it. Um so many experts in the building. The the <laughs> like the definition of like medieval knights it had, traces its entire history back to the Middle East because the foes oh. would go and learn the languages and they would learn the stories that were all verbal in the Middle East of knights that would go out on quests for noble purposes right um honor love Mm. dignity their own like sultans and leaders at the time and so what the european knights did when they went to do the conquests and the crusades they took all those ideas back they brought them up to spain and that's where our concept of like the knight in terms of a knight in shining armor of european definition tends to be a little bit more rooted in okay so i'd say by by extension if we take that and we say like okay george lucas wanted to utilize this idea of a jedi knight a Jedi Knight could be technically anybody then who is called to a higher purpose okay. Okay. and using the force in that type of way. Right. Yeah. That gets but that's that very gets, interesting. And that gets very wonky in another episode of this podcast. It's yes. like all over the place. You can have the religious portion, which I hear heavily in in in, in what's happening, right? And you can have the knight mm-hmm. portion. The only thing that throws me off when it comes to these decisions, because anybody can be called to the pulpit. Okay. Right. You can have anybody that's good, bad, ugly, nasty, whatever. You can put anybody behind the pulpit. Anybody can wear the um the collar, right? Yep. That's it's a dangerous concept. When you start adding weapons, right? (laughs) Weaponizing the word of God is one thing. Yes. When you start adding lightsabers and missions and things that of 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 defending the galaxy, now we in some muddy water that is like, I have several questions on this is why I want that earlier. High Jedi, High Republic, um, High Republic, movie. High Republic would be because so cool I think that that would answer a lot of our questions of like this is where it started, and then we could kind of see like where it funneled out and how it became to where it is now. I right. think the fucking acolyte, the show that they've yeah, done, the acolyte also, yeah. is going to be so cool. Yeah. And they, they have a that. they have a chance to do something really unique. Yeah. With that. Yes, and also if you think back to what Ben Kenobi said in A New Hope, he described Anakin to luke he said your father was a jedi knight like yeah. he yeah. describes him with that word mm-hmm. and yeah. if we look back on it as like well of course he was he was somebody who was called to the higher purpose mm-hmm. of defending the galaxy he was mm-hmm. a knight it's just he fell off the wagon like i kind of want to yeah talk about this and i brian will be a better person i can answer this but <laughs> roman says how does a midichlorian count come into <laughs> The conversation for anyone that can learn how to utilize, utilize a Great force. Great question. Here is my here is my immediate response, but I would Do love it. to hear from Brian. Here's how I imagine it. I imagine it's like X-Men, right? They say mm. that everybody has the X gene, but some just what typically have like more, more or something pronounced. else, yeah. more pronounced X gene that makes them a mutant. I would imagine that that then becomes that. Like, yes, you'll have people who are naturally force users. And if you're talking about a system, where there are classes, right? And it can be a little classes. Then maybe those people that have natural force abilities are maybe ranked a little bit higher or stronger within the force. And other people just have to work harder to 
uh, well, I mean, it's the, like fundamental muscle, re- I guess. it's the fundamental reason why you wouldn't want someone with a high metachlorian count to be able to breed because <laughs> they would be more likely to pass on that trait and you would want to control for that Yikes. because if the metachlorian count is passed on in the breeding process, you would want to say, well, I don't want just anybody to have it. And somehow that connects right back to slavery. And what was actually happening was you make these slave. I'm upset that that's the point I made. No, no, that's no, no, that's not the line that you drew, but that's just the history of like how that's just the history of how things were. Like you saw the big sturdy man that you wanted more of. Their philosophy was he's going to be a breeder and you want, we want more of his kind. And that was there. It's such a, Jesus Christ! Oh, it's getting hot. It's getting hot in here again. No, it's, it's no, and that, no, no. And that's wrong. It's, it's wrong it's, for it's wrong. Wrong. They shouldn't have done it's that. It was the history's it's, wrong. No, this, we couldn't. No, absolutely the one not. Time I won't try to put y'all in an uncomfortable situation. No, I literally. Just, I mean, you know. but the, I mean, media art is supposed to help reflect our own world to make for sense sure. of it, and I feel like that's that's not a conversation we should shy away from. And I feel like no, absolutely not. As far as midi chlorines go, it, it there's a reason we don't hear about them after episode one. Oh, um, so like it it was just this idea that Lucas had, and his idea for the sequel trilogy was no joke. Like shr- like you would have to shrink down to the level of like microbes and midi chlorines, and there would be like a whole conflict there. That was his idea for a sequel trilogy. It's no wonder it didn't get picked up. Just gonna put it there for now. Um, but I mean, like, I feel like the midichlorian stuff, I feel like they're going to distance themselves from it. I feel like it's still going to be this wonky line in episode one, and then we're going to move on from it. I don't think they'll pick that thread back. George Lucas has to be, everybody, he has to be so, he has to be so pissed about (laughs) Ant-Man quantum mania. That is basically (laughs) his fucking movie. Could you imagine? He has to be sitting there being like. These motherfuckers, like, just immediately pissed. Like, this is fighting on a microscopic level. I came up with it first. Like, it is, like, that is first. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Man. What a great conversation. This was fucking outstanding. No, uh, this Ahsoka conversation gave me so much joy and so much life and is just such a great reason why I love this podcast. Yeah. It's phenomenal. That was really good. That was really good, man. Wow. Um, all right. Anything else? Anything else that you all want to chat about before we bring this one home? Uh, I watched Loki. Loki was good. First, listen, if you like real quick, just real quick touch point reviews, I guess, genuine reviews. Loki season one. I mean, season two that premiered on uh, Disney Plus. Um, really good. On I, the, Friday. No, it on a Friday, which well, is what. Now, now they're coming out on Thursdays. I don't feel like they got like they're just moving their release schedule around a lot. Oh, did they? I think uh, so. Somebody mentioned my boss is watching The Golden Bachelor, and I can't I tell not. you why that's an interesting thing. I don't watch The Bachelor, so no, I'm not watching it. Wow, Loki pulled in 10.9 million views in the first three days that it was available surprised. starting it's, on it's October. Marvel's, it is Marvel's Golden Child. Like, wow, he is can do no wrong. Wow. The, the the if you look at the arch of Loki, just it's incredible that he's now at this point that he can carry his own series that is still separate from uh <laughs> Jesus Christ Roman. I want to know why. I because, not to derail what you're trying but, to say, but I want to know why. 
I want to know why he thinks you'd like it. <laughs> because is the it because it's all older made, women? Yes. Is that it? Older okay. guy. I just got to. Yes, okay. Yes, all right. Yes. They should yes, flip that. Yes. Yes. Um, the gold. They'll call it the golden yeah, boy. They're. Weekly on Thursdays, but the Golden Bachelor, the Golden Bachelor, I believe, is not on Thursdays. The Golden Boy. In a room full of boy, in a room full of milfs, he's the most popular boy at the dance. The fact that you started off in a room full of boys, and that was just not going to go great. Anyway. It was not. Anyway, keep uh, going. Loki season two. Loki season two, the philosophy behind Loki. I don't want to spoil it for anybody on this podcast, but. I mean, it's um, the first episode. I think you're pretty safe. Okay. I I watched three quarters of it. I haven't watched it, but I'm not worried about it. What the first episode just kind of like hinted on. So like Loki is being ripped between two timelines. Spoiler alert. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's being ripped between two timelines, the past and the present of where he is now. So when we left him, he was transported to the past where Morbius didn't know him. um, Mm -hmm. And that's where Kang rules and all of this other stuff. Right. Loki has to figure out how to get himself settled in the present. So they have a scene where they explain as he's jumping to the past sporadically, he can basically tell Brian in his past life, which could be years and years ago, Mm -hmm. information that when he jumps back to the present, Brian will then remember even if he didn't know that beforehand. Oh, Does that cool. make sense? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Concept. Really good philosophy. I love that idea. Really cool style, and the way that they took their time to explain that. I don't know if it's going to be an ongoing thing where Loki's doing this or they'll fix um, it. It seems like it's going to be an ongoing. I mean, based thing. on the trailer, this is not like this is not a spoiler to me. I feel like in the trailer they made it pretty clear that he's being ripped. Oh, and they even timelines. talk to the they yeah he even say the phrase like oh he's time shifting. Like, he's time yeah time yeah. slipping yeah. yes yeah so. Loki, Loki, um, that Loki episode was really, really good. I have been watching a listen, this is a plug, and this this particular podcast is like independently owned. I, I mean, uh, this particular app is independently owned, so I feel safe promoting it a little bit more. But the dropout app, okay, the dropout app, five dollars a month. It is the old college humor um app, right? It is the old college humor creators now have a dropout app where they have like a bunch of content on it. Listen, best $5 I ever pay a month. I think it's $5. (laughs) Best $5 I ever pay a month. I have been watching a lot of um, Dimension 20, which is basically just Dungeons and Dragons, Brennan Lee Mulligan, all of these different like D&D masters or leads, whatever it is. I've been watching so much of that shit that I want to play some Dungeons and Dragons, but it has to be cool like that. Like, I don't want to play it with a bunch of people that are just like, you you know, that. Sounds like a great thing that might we might be able to do for our Patty family. Ooh. I would love to do that. Yeah, I would love I because would love I have several folks who I know who are qualified to DM it enough. Like oh, I know oh, that yeah. Chris, oh, pa- Patreon and Patty family member Chris Schultons is a shout out to like Chris a Schultz. dungeon master. Uh, Andrew Quist, who's a friend of Brian and I's, also a dungeon master for things. Love that. They could make it super fun and super cool. I would love that. I'm down for it. Whenever we do it, I'm down to dedicate an hour. It, like I know it takes more, give or less, or whatever the case may be. I'm down for it just to do a special episode like that. But Dropout has a lot of other good content on it. I love I love watching the the D and D stuff. And then I just watched Percy Jackson to prepare um, for the Percy Jackson Percy oh, Jackson yeah. series that's coming out. And then mm-hmm. um, I also watched uh, the Haunted Mansion, which I think is a good halloween at home streaming movie if you're looking for something for the family to watch the newest one um i didn't think i would like it but i ended up liking it also rosario dawson just ages like the finest of prosecco wine 
Prosciutto, yeah. prosciutto, prosciutto, whatever prosciutto? it is. No, Prose- not prosciutto. Prosecco. 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 It's Prosecco. Not a, she's not a fine meat wine. No, no, it's no. It's a fine sparkling wine. Fine, so sparkling, beautiful. Because she's in Haunted Mansion and she's in um, and she's in uh, Star Wars. And she was also in Marvel. But then Owen Wilson was also in Haunted Mansion and he was in uh, Loki. So those two must have like fucking MCU or Disney in a goddamn chokehold with the amount of shit they involved in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. I also wanted to highlight this point, Marcus. You said that you were very interested in learning more about lightsabers. Oh, yeah. Just go to yep. Disney. Go to they Disney. will walk you through yep. the whole fucking thing. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. I will. I will. I would gladly plan that vacation for you. <laughs> Bring this. Shit to <laughs> we're going to have to do that probably yeah. next summer. Yeah, that's amazing. Sure. Um, cool. Well, anything you all would like to plug for this week, Brian? Hey, folks, go check out Color Me Confetti on Etsy, all one word. Go check out that shop. My wife runs that shop. It is for all of your party decoration needs, celebrations, any type. You know what? There's a lot of holiday parties coming up. And you know what? You probably just need one banner. You don't want to buy a whole set of decorations. You can do that at Color Me Confetti on Etsy, all one word. I'm very excited that the shop is open. I'm a little sad that we have to start thinking about holiday parties. It's, I mean, yeah, you need to start. If you're having a holiday party, you need to start planning it now. That's my opinion. Like you got to, God, I'm not doing that shit, but if you are doing that shit, check out color me confetti. Color me confetti. confetti. Moving those chains. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Marcus, what do you got? Uh, You all, you know what it is. You want to make sure that you follow the mantra, never offended, always humble or N O A H Noah for short. Go ahead, go buy yourself some merch, go buy yourself some gear, go listen to some music, whatever it is you want to do. Just make sure that you are applying the mantra to every area of your life. Follow the mantra. Never offend it. Always humble. Absolutely. Also, go stream. It's Monday when you're listening. Well, it's Monday for us when we listen to this. It's Wednesday for you when you get it for the public, unless you're a part of the Patreon. Um, a new playlist is out right now. Another Monday playlist number six is out right now as we speak. Curated for you to just hit play. Hit the link in my bio, um, and you'll be able to get um, uh, another Monday playlist one through four, which is about eight hours of music. And then we start six up, which is just an hour of music every morning around 20 songs that just get you started when you don't know what you want to listen to or you just need to play some in the office moderately safe for work. <laughs> That's good. That's a good caveat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if you really enjoyed our conversation about Jedi rules, starfighters, lightsabers, the whole nine yards, uh, recommend this uh, podcast to a friend who you think would also enjoy that. That's the best way to get us some traction. Um, it helps us get to other people. If you're feeling so inclined and you'd like to join us and support us as a Patty family member, head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white and sign up for one of our tiers there. Uh, we got some exciting stuff that's uh, that's up there, so please check that out. Also, uh, personally, you might notice that if you are in the if you are in the market for a new piece of running uh, accessory, a hat, a beanie, oh, yeah. uh, let me know. I can shoot you a link, uh, Alter Ego Running, uh, and I will get that posted once I get all of the stuff that I need. But if that is, you have any questions about that, let me know, as I would gladly tell you all about it. Gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Uh, Marcus, or Brian, Brian, what is our first step? Hey, folks, we took two weeks off, and I, I followed our first step, which was read a book. 
when we didn't have podcasts that first Monday, I just sat on the couch. I read a book. It was great. It's called Crescent City. It's a murder mystery, oh. but it's with a bunch of fantasy stuff. There's werewolves. There's there's demons. There's 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 angels. It's great, and I I just enjoyed it. So take a break. Read a book. Love Absolutely. Uh, the second step: drink some water, y'all. Although it is cooling off, and it's important, and you are might think like, well, I'm not sweating as much. I don't need as much water. False. It's a great way to help you get through through the day. Help great way for you as the holiday season approaches. Having more water reduces your need and maybe desire to want to eat more snack foods. It can help you feel oh, fuller. Wow. So it's a good strategy there. Wasn't just drink some water. Your body will take care of you uh, by just doing that. So I'm proud of myself for getting through the holiday stuff. But drink some water. I definitely thought that was going to be a shot at like Christmas. Nope, or I, it was I not. did too. I was. I wanted so bad, and I'm. But you know what? I'm proud I am. Of you. Wow. I'm not here to I'm yuck anyone's nut. Yuck. That's and all that gross. That is yuck gross. anyone's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Marcus, speaking of yucking someone's yum, step <laughs> three, sir. Listen, don't yuck my yum. I was about to go way left. I was about to go way left. Listen, there are certain things that a man like me likes to do, and I don't like to do it if you don't wash your ass. That's all I'm going to say. I'm upset that I know what you're talking about. (laughs) 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 Yep, I got it. I mean, it's true, he does. He's not shy about it. Um, He's... Not shy. Just the whole about it. I don't get. Just I the don't, whole lower half of the body. Just clean I don't. It. I don't get it. Not for me. But hey, if Wait, that's man, your bag, call, call Marcus up. Uh, don't call me up. Don't send it out there. Or like find him on Tinder. He's on there. He's on or there, y'all. And or, or Hinge. Plus. Maybe. So, maybe. I don't know about us. I've I don't know bu- what Doug thinks I'm talking about. I've but heard I don't know if Bumble's a thing. I don't know what it is, but that's there is farmers only. That yeah, he'll be there farmer, next. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be lonely or a farmer <laughs> to find love on Farmers Only. Uh, if they sponsor we this, uh, Farmers bum, ba, da, ba, 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 if bum. Farmers Only sponsors this podcast, I'll shoot a break. Hilarious. Just because <laughs> of these be plugs. Um, None of us gentlemen, are. that does it for this week's episode. We'll be back again next week for another fantastic episode of Films in Black and White. But in the meantime, and the between time, <laughs> stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. I know that an hour is not enough for D and D. Like it's to be dumb. honest, yeah. that's I mean, okay. You'll do you'll do longer D and D sessions than you do having sex, like for sure. <laughs> an hour sex is oh yeah, hundred percent. 